When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I could start off talking about the Super Bowl and which commercial you enjoyed the most, but I think we better focus in on this weather forecast. How are you? Welcome to a Monday. It's the eighth day of February, and it feels every bit like it. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Yeah, we've got more dangerous weather in store for us basically all this week. Today, the wind chills are what you're going to have to focus in on. We'll have uh, mostly cloudy skies today, and it's going to stay bitterly cold Still a little bit of a flurry out there from time to time. Daytime highs today, not much better than about 6 to 8 above. But then you factor in the wind and our wind chills drop us to about 10 below. Tonight, wind chills 10 to 20 below. Tuesday, sunshine, but only about 8 above. Then again, like I said, factor in the wind and we drop to 10 below. Wednesday, another chilly day. 10 below is our expected high when you factor in wind chills. So all week long, we've got alert days, and we're going to have to exercise caution if we've got to be out in the elements. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist gives us more weather details coming up. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Talked about it uh, in the past, and it looks like it's going to be something we're discussing for the foreseeable future. Fabulous Farm A. Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Although we may be smack dab in the center of the United States, uh, from coast to coast, there's a lot of conversations going on about containers. Containers for shipping internationally. Where are they? Bob, that's a question that a lot of people seem to be scratching their heads and asking. We have all the demand in the world uh, coming to us, but trying to get that product out there just is a matter of finding the containers. You're exactly right, Pam. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. There's uh, an issue of trade. We can sell it, but can we get it there? Since about last summer, last fall, it has been a challenge because of the way the markets work. I had a chance to talk to Bob Sinner, who's president of SB&B Foods headquartered out in North Dakota. They grow and ship food-grade soybeans all over the world, especially to the uh, southeast and far east. But it's not only soybean producers, forest products. We've got paper, cotton, other products like hay as well. Just can't find the containers anymore. And I talked to Bob about that. What's the reason that we're not being able to find these containers that we used to find all the time? Well, to begin with, um, we have to rely on imports 
into our country so that containers are available. Unfortunately, imports that come into our country head for the large metropolitan areas like New York, like Chicago, and like the, like the, the coastal ports. Minneapolis is not a big import destination for consumable, consumer goods compared to the amount of exports that go out of Minneapolis. So we are always somewhat chronically deficient in container supply for exports. So that has always been an issue for us. And people have asked over the years, what is your number one challenge for exports? And it's transportation. But we always seem to get enough because ocean carriers will regularly reposition equipment based on bookings out of Minneapolis. For example, they might reposition, bring empties from Chicago over to Minneapolis to fill export bookings. Well, just last fall, some very significant changes occurred that are affecting us even more serious than we typically have to deal with. And that is the export demand from Asia to North America, Europe. So North America, meaning Canada, United States, and Mexico, are looking and seeing significant demand for imports from Asia. So what does that mean? Well, it means that carriers enjoy four to five times the revenue for exports out of Asia to North America compared to the value of an export from the United States, particularly egg products. Egg products typically are paying lower freight. It's still a lot compared to, I mean, in relation to what food manufacturers have to pay. But imports, when you think about that, Bobby, an import of a container of TVs that might have two to 300 TVs in it, and that might cost $6,000, well, two to 300 TVs is only $30 in freight, right? It, in comparison, the freight for consumable items is much less per unit as compared to agricultural, agricultural products that leave the United States. So the shipping companies, Bob, want to get yep. these containers into our ports from Asia and they don't want to leave them here long enough so that they move them to positions where we can get our ag products on them to send back to Asia, they would rather send them back empty quicker than put product in from the United States. Yes, and that's exactly what started happening in, in October. Carriers started, started making some statements to their exporters saying, you know what, I, I, we're, not, we're no longer going to accept bookings for agricultural products. Why? Well, it takes time. When an empty arrives here from overseas, it gets unloaded. It takes time if you have to reload it. It has to take probably another couple weeks to get that container loaded before it's back in the system. Then it goes back overseas and takes another two to three weeks to get unloaded. All the time the carriers are going, oh, wait a minute here. I can just send that container back empty, get it back overseas in two weeks, and grab that head haul load going back to the United States and catch, catch all that extra revenue. And the demand from Asia is so strong right now, Bob, the demand for equipment is so strong that instead of four to five times the value, it's closer to eight to ten times the value. 
So this has really gotten to be a problem. It's gotten so bad that the Federal Maritime Commission in Washington, D.C. is now investigating ocean carriers because they feel that this is a violation of the Shipping Act. If they just avoid export requests, that's negligence to our industry. And so we've, we've pushed the Federal Maritime Commission to get this done quickly because this is the lifeblood of our industry. And food companies all over the world are relying on us. You, you mentioned Southeast Asia. They don't have the ability, because of the hot temperatures and high humidities, to carry large inventories. So they require and need just-in-time shipments. Well, when we have delays of not two weeks, but two months, it's significant, and it becomes a real problem. And these are big numbers as far as the number of containers and the ability, the backup in your system, in your case, food-grade soybeans, your customers have to look at you. They blame you probably more than they do the container companies, and do they look at you as a less-than-reliable supplier? What happens is, yes, you get an unreliable supplier. We've tried it in the best way we can to educate all of our customers about, about what's going on. And these are macro things in many ways that we have no control over. But when there's some of these activities that are going on by ocean carriers and you, you realize that some of this might be unlawful, uh, and that's why federal maritime and federal agencies start investigating because these are issues that, that are affecting not only our producers that need to get their stuff delivered to our plants, but ourselves, we've got to get it cleaned packaged, shipped, but more importantly, our customers. What kind of force of law or power can the Federal Maritime Union and the uh, act that we're working under bring to bear on this, and how long might it take to get this rectified in some way, shape, or form? We know that that, that Federal Maritime is, is very engaged in this, and many of the carriers have been cooperative. Some have not. Uh, but we're pushing. Uh, we're having dialogue through the Ag Transportation Coalition with FMC, um, if not daily, certainly weekly. And so we're hoping to have something quite soon on this. Um, and because I think the, 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 the press and the things that, that, that are happening, the negative press that carriers are getting, we're seeing some of them starting to respond a little better. But uh, it hasn't gotten any better. Uh, we're probably 30 to 40 percent facing delays or booking cancellations. Uh, often we, we get a message back from, from customer service of a carrier when we have a request for a booking that's out six weeks. They'll come back and say, uh, that vessel is no longer available. It's, it's overbooked. Read between the lines, Bob, that's overbooked with empty containers. Is this just a problem, Bob, at uh, West Coast ports or New Orleans, Savannah, New Jersey, places like that, also involved uh, to a lesser extent than the West Coast? It's happening everywhere, but I would say it's, it's probably a little more extreme from the West Coast because they're closer to Asia. Let me ask you this on a just your company basis, SB&B Foods. How much has it specifically affected you guys as far as contracts that are deliveries that are late and challenges to find containers well as i said you know we're, we're 30 
about 30% behind with delayed bookings. Um, we've generally been pretty pretty decent up until now. We're, we're probably a little better than most because we work directly with ocean carriers. A lot of a lot of suppliers and some of our competitors rely on freight forwarders and and uh, NVOCCs for their bookings. The other thing that happens, Bob, is that it's just been historically uh, a big criticism of carriers that that companies that are making bookings that will double book or triple book for the same week. For example, if I need 10 containers to move out the first week of March, um, some some suppliers, or so like us, competitors of ours, will make two or three bookings with two or three different ocean carriers. We never were in the habit of doing that, and carriers appreciated that. You could build a relationship with them, but now with the current environment that we're faced with, we're forced to because we don't know. We're making a booking out six to eight weeks. We don't know who's going to be reliable and having equipment for us. So it's it's kind of a chicken and egg type thing. Carriers are, are receiving an awful lot of criticism right now, and uh, but they continue to do what they what they started doing back in October, making excuses, trying to blame exporters for their decisions and their negligence. And so we're we're trying to get ahead of that and trying to to do what we can uh, with national pressure, Federal Maritime Commission, to get this corrected. Another aspect of trade that a lot of people aren't aware of, getting the product from here to there. Bob Sinner with us, and Bob, of course, is the president of uh, SB&B Foods, shipping uh, food-grade soybeans to the Far East, Southeast Asia, and all over the world. I'm Bob Bosol. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Ford trucks and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Do you suffer from chronic pain, stress, anxiety, or depression? Is sleep a struggle? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. CBD has been working for my customers. While you have probably heard about me talking about CBD, I am on a mission to continue to educate on this natural alternative. We carry one of the largest and most reputable selections of CBD products in southern Wisconsin. Our AMM CBD certified wellness consultants are on the cutting edge of CBD knowledge and are trained to find the right brand and potency for your relief. Whether you're suffering from chronic pain, stress, anxiety, depression, or sleep problems, CBD works. With dozens of high-quality CBD products and brands to choose from, we can find you relief at a price point as low as a dollar a day. 
Visit one of our four Madison-based locations. Enjoy our live chat feature on our website. Check us out online with free shipping at findyourhealthyplace.com and free same-day delivery for our Dane County customers. The Healthy Place. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, let's get to it now on another frigid start to a Monday morning. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. And it's not going to improve much this week, is it? This is your Compure Financial Ag weather update, by the way. Not, uh, not getting much warmer out there. No, not going to change a lot this week, Pam. In fact, our temperatures remain way below normal, and there'll be a couple of chances of some light snow. Snow just south of Wisconsin this morning. In the southern part of the state, flurries or a few very brief snow showers could be seen today. Another small chance about Thursday and otherwise not just the next couple of days, right through the end of the week. I expect the daytime temps at best in the single digits are just a little higher than that. And nighttime lows still flirting around zero and below. We just have a cold spell. It's going to settle in for this week. Stick with us right into next week as well. Boy, it's not very popular, but it is winter. And I guess, unfortunately, something we have to expect. I'll have our forecast details right after this. Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits. And this year, member owners will receive $197 million back in patronage. Learn more at Compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board of directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. All righty, Stu, it sounds like it's nothing but long johns and mittens this week again. Yeah, pretty much. If you haven't found them yet, you're going to want to look for them today. Mostly cloudy skies, some flurries in the south, maybe a few breaks in the clouds as far north as Eau Claire, where they have a wind chill advisory this morning. Otherwise, today, single digits. That's about the best we'll do, and the winds will be almost calm, maybe west and northwest up to five now and again. Still in the south, flurries early tonight, otherwise partly cloudy and cold again. Oh, and the low single digits below zero, talking about nine or even ten below as winds will be northwest about five. Mostly sunny Tuesday. Guess what? Cold single digits above zero with the northwest winds about five. Mostly cloudy skies build in Wednesday. Well, we could push up to 10 or 12 above with the north winds at 5. And toward Thursday, another chance of a little light snow, Pam. And still those temps on the way colder than normal side right into next week. Hey, let's say good morning to our buddy Stan that's streaming us right now from a cozy bed inside a, a location in Green Bay. We won't give everything away, Stan. We hope you're feeling better, but... Uh, yeah, it's streaming in a nice toasty bed. Sounds very good this morning, as opposed to having to be out here in it, huh? Yeah, that sure beats being out in the barn or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it does. All right, man, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks a bunch.
All right. See you later. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with those uh, nasty weather details. But like he said, make sure if you haven't already secured your winter gear, think about it. And if you've got outdoor plans of any type, whether it's feeding livestock or walking the dogs, prepare yourself. We're in this for the long run. That is your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Please jump online and visit them. Learn more about their patronage dividend at Compeer.com or our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Need Report. to schedule plumbing, HVAC, or electrical service, but are too busy to call during the day? The Dave Jones team makes scheduling convenient. Just text them and get connected directly to their service team. Send them a text at the same number you'd call. And Dave Jones will promptly get you on the schedule. After all, Dave Jones is your trusted service partner. Dave Jones. DaveJonesInc.com. When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior ready mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long-lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project. The Concrete Producing Company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether? like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. This looks like a car. It has tires. Headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. So Susan came over, and the first thing she says is, this whole room looks completely different. Okay, that wasn't the first thing Susan said. She gossiped about Linda, but I didn't get involved. So I say, yes, the whole room. I mean, if Susan is going to gossip, I'll give her something to gossip about. And she goes, I can't believe it. Okay, truth bomb. All I did was add accessories from Lazy Boy. So Susan unloads and says she could never do something so amazing. And I think to myself, all right, maybe you exaggerated too much. Let her in on it. Truth is, Susan, I went to Lazy Boy and picked up a few items. Their interior designers show you how an area rug here and a couple of side tables there can change a whole room. And she headed to Lazy Boy. She better not blab this to Linda. 
Just a few accessories from Lazy Boy makes the difference. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Are you one of the 100 million Americans that suffer from chronic pain? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. I want you to know about a natural alternative called Cura Relief. Inflammation is the root of your pain. Nutrients in Cura Relief like Bospir and BCM Curcumin are two of the most therapeutic anti-inflammatories on the globe. 9 out of 10 people feel a difference in less than 45 minutes. No matter what kind of pain you have, back pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis... I am on a mission to educate the community on natural alternatives that work. For less than $2 per day, you can stop the pain and the drugs naturally with Cura Relief. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. All right, Zach, let's switch gears to the hardwood. We have the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. They uh, are getting after it in Champaign tomorrow afternoon, one thirty tip against the Fighting Illini. You know, top 25 matchup here. Uh, the home court advantage, you, teams got to bring their own juice, right? That's what they've been saying. Uh, Johnny Davis. Yeah, BYOJ. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan Davis coming off that career high seventeen. Uh, Demetri Trice, Brad Davison, very speaking very high of him on the podium the other day. Uh, what do we expect here? Uh, the Badgers can continue on with what they did, you know, Tuesday against Penn State, strong defense and some timely shooting, or is it hey that fifty percent from three point land is hard to do, but let's keep up with that good D. The only thing that you can keep up with on a regular basis is your good defense, and Wisconsin has to be elite this week because or elite on Saturday because. Illinois has started to, get to to play some really really good basketball, and uh, I think Ohio State and uh, Illinois right now are the best teams in the Big Ten. Hmm. Um, we saw Ohio State go into Iowa and get a win. Iowa is a is a very good offensive team, not playing too great a defense. Ohio State's good at both ends, and, and Illinois has been pushing the ball a bunch this year, and they've got some good out. They get some really really good shooters, but then they also have the big man in Kofi Cockburn down low to go along with the. Georgie, uh, whose last name I'm not going to try and pronounce. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. They, yeah, Vinishvili or something like that. I think is. We'll is go with it. it. Yeah, but uh, we'll go but Georgie. It's going to come down. It's going to come down to, to to trying to slow Io DeSumo, and um, he had the huge, huge shot last year to beat Wisconsin uh, at the Kohl Center, and they know they only got to play him once. Um, but this is uh, this is going to be, I think, in the Big Ten at least. Well. I'd say Michigan was their biggest challenge. It, this one's right up there with them. Like that, that, this is another opportunity to to go into a top twelve place and and prove that you are as good as we thought they were coming in a year. And um, you would have hoped. I mean, you're you're coming off a really good game against Penn State, and you're hoping like that's the start of a run like they had last year. But until it happens in back to back games, I'm not necessarily sure. Um, yeah. This is it. Hey, Georgie, we all float down here. All right, Zach, uh, before I let you go, well, we were looking Where's at it. That that's from the movie It. You ever seen that? Hey, Georgie. Yeah. Yeah, hey, back Georgie. Then. Well, they remade it too, Zach. All right, so, Zach, I, didn't, I haven't watched the remake. Though. Oh, that's right. No, no, I never right. watched the remake. No, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. No, I, I saw the remake. That's the only one I've seen. You never saw the original? And, and It, too. No, I haven't. never saw the original. Okay, well, I never saw the remakes. How were the remakes? The original was awesome. The remakes? The remakes? I, I'm not a big fan of clowns. Clowns were the oh, thing that got me hey, know, when I was a kid. Hey, Zachy, we all float down here, Zach. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. He's uh, he is not 
He's not pleasant to look at. Is that why you avoid me? Because you think I'm a clown? What am I, funny to you, Zach? I get it now. I understand it now. <laughs> All right, Zach Alpert. Oh, that's why you avoid Nelson, maybe. Was that, maybe yeah, you would say. Thank you. All right, Zach Alpert, our sports director, joining us right now. Uh, Zach, we were looking at the Big Ten standings. And, uh, Nelly, when's the last time Michigan played? Yeah, the last time Michigan played, I believe it was January 22nd. So, Zach, mm-hmm. Michigan doesn't play again till the 11th. And that's against Illinois when they host the Fighting Illini. Is can Michigan oh. cough up the lead in the Big Ten, or is this kind of theirs to you know for the taking? They're eight and one with Illinois chirping at their heels at eight and three. Yeah, my understanding is those games aren't going to be played next week either. Really? So, um, yeah, I, I I think it's unlikely that that game gets played, and I don't think the Wisconsin game gets played. <laughs> so they, they unbelievable. Are have, yeah, so they're going to have some things to make up. We we talked about this on the swing earlier this week, and it was. Um, should Michigan still be allowed to win the Big Ten if they only play no. 13 games, 14 games? Suspend like, them. It was, I, Sorry. Who's saying, that, that I just, I just, that's me saying that. I just want Wisconsin Perfect. to have a better chance at winning. I don't I don't think Wisconsin have much of a chance of winning just because their their schedule. Look at that. They play Iowa twice, play Illinois twice. Maybe they play Michigan at some point. Hey, Zach, um, Demetri Trice just said on the podium, we're taking it one practice, one game at a time, okay? Yeah, and and if Meech wants to start hitting shots again, I'll start believing that they have a chance. But, <laughs> hey, um, hey, he had assists. Yeah, no. He had assists last game. He he, he admitted as much. Uh, yeah, he, he also didn't score. He also didn't score for the first time in uh, over Got two me. years. Yeah, so, long time. Um, yeah, no, I I think Wisconsin has a uh, a chance because they have an opportunity. They have a bunch of opportunities in front of them to to make it that way. But I just don't know if it's I don't know if it's if it's actually going to happen. But yeah. that's that said, I. Like Michigan is to me the best team that I've I've seen this year, but they also have now played. And it's going to be close to a month by the time they get back on the court. So, God, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Do I think Wisconsin? Do I think Michigan should win the Big Ten if they only play no. fourteen games? No. It should be Wisconsin. We're gonna we're gonna win out, Zach. I'm calling it here. We? You got you got your jersey and your pants and your, and your shorts on. Well, I'm a clown, dude. So yeah. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Oh, we've got another bitter week of weather coming our way. I wish I could tell you that we're going to get a break, but for the foreseeable future, wind chills are in our forecast. Every day this week, wind chills are likely to push between 0 and 10 below, some mornings even colder than that. It doesn't look like we get any kind of a break as far as this wind chill weather is concerned, for at least another week. It pains me to bring you that news, but that's what I see in the forecast. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today, the 8th day of February, did you know on this day, back in 1960, the first eight stars were added to the Hollywood Walk of Fame? There's more than 2,400 five-ported stars that have since been put in the sidewalks of Hollywood Boulevard and Vine Street honoring the entertainment industry. On this day back in 1971, the NASDAQ held its first trading day. Do you know what NASDAQ stands for? Let me shed a little knowledge on you. It stands for the National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotations, NASDAQ started trading on this day back in 1971. On this day in 1910, the Boy Scouts of America were founded. And I think it was last year, wasn't it? The Boy Scouts of America went bankrupt. Happy birthday to Nick Nolte. And here's another entertainment item. 
Back on this day in 1965, the Supremes released their top seller, Stop in the Name of Love. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So, on Friday, the governor released his $43 million ask for Wisconsin agriculture. It's part of his biennium budget that he'll be releasing officially and in full February 16th. Got a chance to visit with Wisconsin Ag Secretary-designee Randy Romanski on what he saw as the pivotal items the governor wants to accomplish with this budget. Yeah, thanks, Pam. It's 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 great to see how he's targeted these really important investments in agriculture and the food supply chain. The goal here is is to innovate and support the industry and promote opportunities wherever we can, and expanding both local and international market opportunities is is a really key component of what the governor's uh, put together here. So. We always, you know, Wisconsin uh, grows, processes, raises so much, and export markets are really important. So it's important for our state and our our agribusinesses, our farmers, to always have an eye on the international marketplace. And so governor's going to create and fund something called the Wisconsin Initiative for Agricultural Exports, and that's going to boost export opportunities for the world-class agricultural products we have uh, in Wisconsin. But it's also important, and, and the governor invested in opportunities to support creating local markets or expanding them. One of the things we've seen as a result of COVID-19 is that people uh, want to be closer to their food supply. They want to know their farmer, know their food. Uh, and I think it's important to capitalize on those things. So the governor's uh, funding the Farm to School program. He's creating and funding a Farm to Fork program to build those connections between farmers and and, and, and businesses or entities that want to purchase local foods. He's going to be supporting the Buy Local, Buy Wisconsin program. Those are all really important investments in funding local food, food efforts and connecting people to Wisconsin-produced agricultural products. So whether it's here at home, creating those local markets, or looking abroad, the governor's making investments all the way across the board here. Randy Romanski, our Wisconsin Ag Secretary designee. Again, just a quick comment on the governor's $43 million investment that he's requesting for the biennial budget that should all be channeled towards agriculture, focused in on market opportunities, also farmers' health and mental well-being, agriculture innovation and farmer-led conservation, as well as bolstering our local meat processing. We'll have more with Romanski and more details on the state budget as we approach February 16th. That's when the full budget request will be released. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning look firm. We've got December corn unchanged at 451 and three quarters. November beans up three at 1164. July wheat, that's three and a half higher at 635 and a half. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained five and a half cents to 150. 40 pound black cheese was up 10 and a half at 164. And double A butter dropped a penny to finish the week at 126 and three quarters per pound. Right now, March milk's up a dime at 1679 a hundredweight. April milk is up 13 at 17.25 a hundredweight. The good news for our cheese industry in the month of December, cheese production went up 1.2 percent over 2019. That's the first time in the past five months that we saw year-to-year output up. 279.2 million pounds of cheese produced within our borders. What is the number one cheese we produce? 
Italian cheese coming in at 138.1 million pounds. Hey, we've got results of elections for the Wisconsin Custom Operators, as well as our Wisconsin Corn Growers up on our website now. Take a look, MidwestFarmReport.com. And coming up next, there is a group that's dedicated to Wisconsin's farmers' health and well-being. The Farmer Angel Network is having another gathering on the 18th of February, and all are invited. We're talking about it next. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. More farm news straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Who better to taste test your dirt than a worm? (coughs) Tastes like grit. Say what? Grit. I said grit. At Kalani Topsoil, you'll always find the perfect blend. Our soils are mixed specifically for your lawn, garden, or landscape application. You'll love it without having to taste it yourself. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding an attempted homicide that occurred one year ago. On January 29, 2020, a mother and her two young children were brutally attacked by an unknown gunman in the 2700 block of Dahl Street. It is presumed that the gunman followed the victims from their residence located in Kennedy Heights Apartments. While traveling in the 2700 block of Dahl Street, the car in which the gunman was riding cut the victim off, forcing their car to stop. The gunman then exited the car and fired multiple rounds into the car that the victim and her two young children were traveling in. The mother and a child sustained injuries related to the gunfire. Madison Police Department's Violent Crime Unit is reaching out to the public in hopes that someone has more information about this senseless act of gun violence. Please visit MadisonAreaCrimeStoppers.org or Madison Area Crime Stoppers Facebook page for additional photos and video of the suspects. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison the city's oldest full-service jewelry store is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Elena Voss is with the Sauk County Extension Office, and she has been one of those soldiers out there trying to help our farmers, especially when it comes to their mental health and their physical health, obviously, too. The Farmer Angel Network has got more virtual programs coming up on February 10th for farmers that want to listen in from 1 until 2.30. Elana, tell, tell us a little bit about how this Farmer Angel Network actually got started. Yeah, um, so this Farmer Angel Network, network um, was actually started with uh, within our community group um, after a farmer suicide in the Sauk County community. Um, so this group started down in Loganville. Uh, they started hosting sessions, um, bringing in some education, um, just as a really great networking opportunity for individuals to come together and learn a little bit and be able to just, you know, get some of those stressors off their chest and be able to have others to uh, connect with as well, um, along with those resources. 
Uh, that slowly grew into um, wanting to be more widespread across Stock County and not just in that Loganville area. Uh, and individuals from all across the county started reaching out and wanting to participate as well. You know, the the other thing that people have to know is this is tough subject matter, not just for the people that are presenting, but also for the targets, the farmers that you want listening in. How has response been, Ilana? Uh, it's been great. Um, we've had a really great support for the group, um, wanting to reach out and help farmers as best they can, offering those opportunities for, you know, farmer appreciation events, but also offering opportunities to provide education and resources to them as well, um, and trying to create those events where we do have that fellowship um, and ability to chat and connect with each other, um, especially in times like this, we realize how much having that connection is important. Uh, and then the Farmer Angel Network, beyond building that strong community and offering those options, they also have a focus on mental health and really trying to um, break that stigma and be um, be a light in this time of you know potential darkness for some individuals. Well, and I've got to believe, as an extension educator, you didn't necessarily expect to be having to deal with this kind of heavy subject matter. You said uh, you've just gone through some uh, upgrade, I guess we'd say, or specialized training. Uh, it's It's got to be kind of a pivot on your career, too. Uh, yeah, especially when this all started. Um, I was actually just hired into Sauk County uh, that same time frame that this group had started. So I really have gotten to grow with the community and with this group as it's gotten going. Uh, and yeah, we've really taken steps in extension to create opportunities to reach out, offer um, trainings on mental health, on farm stressors, um, different topics such as financials, health, um, and anything and everything. I mean, farm stress is not limited to just one topic, that is for sure. Elena mm-hmm. Voss is along with us. She's Sauk County Extension Educator that's going to be a part of the program on Wednesday, February 10th from 1 until 2.30, the Farmer Angel Network, this time around focusing in on trying to break the farm stress cycle. And it looks to me, Elena, like you are going to try to shed some light on the actual chemical changes that go on in our bodies when we're under extended stress. Yes, uh, yeah, so the, when we think stress, you know, we think about many different things that affect each person differently. Um, so we're going to really focus on that science of, you know, how it affects our brain and how it affects our health, um, and then trying to break that stress cycle. You know, it, it can be a vicious cycle if we let it continue. Um, and understanding how there's good stress and there's bad stress, um, and being able to determine how and when we need to make steps to really try to deter that bad stress in our lives. Um, and how we can do that through different activities and techniques that we can use to really bring some joy back into our lives, help kind of release some of that stress from ourselves as well. Um, And also that day we'll also have Project Recovery um, there as well to kind of discuss some of the programs and options they have um, through their program as well for community members. Well, and this is a common theme. I mean, just last week, Governor Evers announced that he wants to put some major emphasis on farmer mental health and uh, state support in his uh, proposed state budget. So this is a theme that's going to continue. When you were studying and getting yourselves prepared for this next uh, Breaking the Farm Stress Cycle Farmer Angel Network uh, proposal, what did you learn, Elena, that that surprised you? Because even those of us in uh, agribusiness or uh, outside professionals, we're all feeling this kind of stress. What did you learn as you were preparing for this uh, next Farmer Angel Network conference? You know, just really getting that understanding of, you know, how, you know, it, how that switch works and how it works 
through our process, um, that process of how it gets through our body, how it affects, you know, one person might feel it in their chest, you know, it might start feeling tight, uh, kind of like a panic attack or, you know, that anxiety through there, um, feeling the stress and just how each individual can really feel it differently. Um, you sometimes get so focused in on yourself that you don't necessarily think about how others are feeling that way. Um, or how they might feel when they have that stress coming down on them. So really being able to help put in perspective of, you know, each person's different and being able to take that with you um, as you work with other individuals. So give me give me a little light on a, on a Monday, Ilana. Talk to me about what we can do as individuals to try to find, like you said, some of that uh, joy, get some of that back in our lives. Because like I said, regardless of whether you're in agriculture or not, you may have had some dark moments during this pandemic. Now we've got winter closing in on us in a big way. Can you give us some of the tips that you're going to be sharing with farmers on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, um, you know, a big one for me is ass- just assessing yourself. Um, you know, what are some things that you normally would be doing that, you know, bring some light into your life? Is it taking a walk outside with your pet? Is it, you know, just listening to music? I found with working from home during COVID, my biggest stressor, like sign of stress, and that my fiancé and family members noticed right away with me, is that if I'm not listening to music, something's not right. Um, music is one of those things that, you know, growing up in a household that had five, five kids in the family, it was never quiet. So I always needed that background noise. Um, and if I'm not listening to music while I'm working and just, you know, daily life things, um, you know, doing chores around the house, they, they notice something's up. Um, so finding little things, I mean, it, it can be as simple as that, and that it can be one of your first signs to know something's not quite right. Um, and being able to take notice of the things of, on your own, um, and then also being able to notice that in others. You know, maybe you notice that your significant other, your child, your parent, um, maybe they're not doing things they normally would. You know, maybe they're not doing the crossword puzzle in the newspaper like they normally would. Um, it, can be, it can be simple things um, to start seeing those signs. Uh, we don't always necessarily see the, the, the big, you know, there's no flashing neon sign to tell us always what's going on. Um, just because, you know, we try to hide that or we don't necessarily see it that way as our, ourselves. Right, right. Elena Voss is along with us. She's a Sauk County Extension Educator that's going to be part of the discussion on Wednesday, February 10th, from 1 until 2.30, the Farmer Angel Network focusing in, this time around, on breaking the farm stress cycle. How long do you think these are going to go on, Ilana? Uh, so the, um, the programs for Farmer Angel Network? Yes, Okay, yeah, so those are going to be going on until March. Uh, we usually take a break during the spring planting and the fall harvest, and then we usually aim for a program or an appreciation event during the summer um, to offer the opportunity to reach out and work with families as well. Um, but we really try to work, um, get our educational opportunities in during these cold months when farmers, I can't say are less busy, but aren't necessarily in the fields um, as consistently as they are in the spring and the fall. So we'll have events once a month. So February and March, we'll have our last event. But if you go to our Facebook page, we do have all of the events tagged uh, through their YouTube. Uh, Farmer Angel Network is sharing all the videos of the recordings of the speakers they've had previously in November, December, and January. Um, so they really are trying to find outlets to reach out to farmers during this time frame uh, that they might not normally be able to you know, come together. So they really are trying to find, 
new ways to reach out. So Farmer Angel Network on Facebook is where we'd look. Yes. Now, we do have that program coming up on Wednesday. It is virtual, which means it should theoretically be available to anybody that wants to tap in. Do you have a room limitation, Ilana, or what should people do if they really want to catch the live presentation on Wednesday? Uh, So if they want to catch the live presentation on Wednesday, if you go to the Farmer Angel Network's uh, website, there is an event. Uh, You can go on there and find the link to register. Otherwise, individuals are more than welcome to register with me. Uh, I'll walk them through the process of getting them online um, as well. Uh, Yes, and it's virtually available to anyone. Uh, So we do have the opportunity for individuals to join us via the computer on Zoom or via phone. Um, so they can call in as well. It might not be as easy to be able to see, you know, you won't be able to see what's going on, but you can actually call in on a phone number as well and listen in. Um, But, yeah, we do have the resources. We will email or mail out um, information as well afterwards so individuals can see the PowerPoints or any resources we also have in addition to that. So we do offer the opportunity. Uh, Individuals can email me at elena.voss at wisc.edu, or they can call me at 608-477-3945, and I'll be able to help get them registered. What's the website for the Farmer Angel Network? Uh, the website is through Facebook. Okay. Um, it's easier to say it that way. Yeah, that's it's a, right. It's that's, a link. That's right. Go to, the far, <laughs> go to the Facebook and Farmer Angel Network. Look for it. Very good. Well, Ilana, you're doing wonderful work. We really appreciate uh, the Farmer Angel Network and what it's been able to uh, offer, not just Sauk County farmers, but anybody that's uh, feeling the stress of the pandemic. And we'll keep folks coming your way. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Pam, for letting me join today. And I look forward to having anyone and everyone join us this Wednesday and our future date in March. Alana Voss from the Sauk County Extension Office. She also works with the Juneau County Extension Office. Wednesday, February 10th, 1 until 2.30, is the next Farmer Angel Network virtual program focused in on breaking the farm stress cycle. And like she said, contact her directly or go to their Facebook page and uh, get in touch there, and you'll also be able to find the archived material that might help you. And that's the way we start our Monday. Stay warm out there, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm